0: Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of Gossip Goals. We are your hosts, I'm Jess. And I'm Amelia. And in today's episode we're going to cover everything from WSL coming back and the results of those fixtures to the FIFA Best Awards, player interviews, all those sorts of things. Okay, let's get started. To start us off is
1: obviously the WSL has returned we are back again which is just really really exciting because we're back baby honestly i feel like all women fan base have been bored for about a month i mean i
0: have Mm -hmm. i've had nothing to do with my life honestly yeah so that's really exciting it felt like there was like a massive gap i was like what am i actually going to be doing with my weekends if i'm not watching the football but um yeah very happy it's back Um, can't wait to see how the second half of the season plays out. After the return, obviously the table has changed. Currently, it stands that Chelsea is still top of the table. They're on 28 points. After they beat Man United, they beat them 3-1, yeah? 3-1. And Lauren James scored a hat-trick. That was really amazing from her. Um... And then underneath them is Man City on 25 points. And then underneath that is Arsenal, also on 25 points. And then fourth is Man United, who are on 18 points, currently level on points with Liverpool, who are fifth. Who and Liverpool just lost to Man City 5-1, didn't they? Big loss against Man City. Um, yeah, any thoughts on the table? Obviously, with Man City and Liverpool...
1: When they hadn't played yet today, obviously, Arsenal were second yesterday, which was really good. But obviously, Man City came in, scored five goals, which obviously knocked them up. Um, like Liverpool were probably disappointed in themselves, which they were doing really good for the first half of the season. To then be beaten five one is a bit, yeah. But hopefully, they can pick themselves up for that for the next game.
0: They'll probably be quite disappointed. In the fact that like that's probably not how they wanted to start the second half of the WSL, particularly because they started at the very beginning. They were one 0 up, and then it was, um, actually a Liverpool own goal that took Man City level. So I think that's also just like not a nice way to equalise and to then not score any more goals and to have Man City just really dominate the game. Must have just been quite disappointing. And they've also got Man United who are fourth,
1: which against Chelsea who are obviously at the top, there's a huge difference. Like, you drop down from the top three teams it's such a huge drop on points and goal difference. Well, not really compared to Arsenal, but Compared to Chelsea and Man United, their goal difference is ten or eleven. But like, it's still like,
0: should we be expecting more from Man United? Or yeah, obviously they did lose to Chelsea today. Having watched the Chelsea game today, obviously when this podcast comes out, it would have been almost a week ago. But um, I think that it just like. It didn't seem that Man United. it wasn't that they weren't switched on, but Chelsea just really dominated the game, particularly in the first half. To now have such a large gap in points after the very first match of the season, just simply between fourth and first, like that's a 10-point gap. That's a massive gap to have at the very beginning of the second half of the season. I think it'll be interesting to see how that gap changes and plays out across... This second half, last weekend, well, a few weekends ago, um, we the FA Cup came back. We went to go and see Arsenal play Watford at Meadow Park, and that was our first time at Meadow Park. It was interesting to see the difference between the smaller stadium compared to something like the Emirates Stadium or Stamford Bridge or things like that. Because it's it's a different atmosphere, isn't it?
1: I feel like you can really connect with more fans around you. Because obviously at Meadow Park, you've got like the standing areas, so like North Bank, East Bank, which you're standing. And you all just stood there, you know, singing the chants. Like Honestly, I've never screamed so loud in my life. You really do connect with the people around you. And it really does make you love the game more because you're like we are growing and women's football is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And obviously Meadow, well, Arsenal, we just signed a new contract with Meadow Park until 2027 now. So at the same time, that is good because love Meadow Park, but then we do also want to hopefully in the future, only play games at Emirates like the men do.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how, because currently, isn't it that, They have a deal with the Emirates that they can only play, like, is it five games or something like that? To see if that changes at all will be interesting to watch play out. But last week we spoke about Jess and her WSL stickers and how she somehow managed to find Viviana Medema in her... I don't know how she did it, but... In the car ride on the way to the Meadow Park match, I got to open my stickers. Um, sadly, I didn't have my favourite player, Beth Mead, in there. Still hoping, crossing my fingers for the next pack of stickers. You, you, will. That she's you in will. There. Um, But I actually had some great cards, didn't I? Um, you had
1: some great cards. Like, I was becoming jealous. Like, as you would open them, I was like, oh.
0: Yeah and we um I got Jess and then our other um cousin Laura to open mine for me and read them out for me and every time they open one their faces they just be like shocked and I'd be sat there like oh my god oh my god like I wonder what card I've got um (laughs) I got didn't I get like a Lee that was a great card um that was a great card That was a great card I got Elite Katie McCabe.
1: You got quite a few Arsenal players. I did. I got quite a few um, Arsenal players. I got, like,
0: seven captains. I got, um, yeah, loads oh. of different captains. I got Mary Earps, which was, oh, amazing. So I was overall very, ha- very, very, very happy with my cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we'd love to know, like, whether anyone who's listening has got the sticker books and... They're really hard mm-hmm. to find. They're like gold duster stickers. You can't find them anywhere.
1: Honestly, every single time I go into, like, any time I go into, like, my local, like, Sainsbury's or, like, even, like, WH Smiths or anything, I can't see them. I'm, like, happy about it because, obviously, they're just getting sold out. But then also not because I want them.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. But we'd love to know, kind of, what people's thoughts are on the sticker book and if anyone's got any really great cards. So, yeah, that was my yeah. stickers. Oh, um, we definitely need to talk about the FIFA Best Awards. Absolutely. Absolutely, we do. We had Serena Viegman. She won FIFA Best Coach. Was that?
1: Coach of the year. Coach, yeah. yeah.
0: Was that, like, her fourth time winning it or something? Insane.
1: Her third time. Her third time. It was her third time. Or maybe it was her fourth time. She won it in 2017. She won it in 2022, now 2023. I feel like she may have won it in 2020.
0: Reel off so the facts, girl. Reel them off. Um, but also, Mary Ups won FIFA Best Goalkeeper of the Year for the Women's for the second year in a row, which obviously is really amazing. Um, back to Serena Vigman. um she also extended her contract with the lionesses till is it 2027 yeah
1: 2027
0: which obviously we're thrilled about
1: i'm oh i just can't imagine anyone else coaching them no neither like the things that that woman has done for our team is just outstanding like she's just woman of the hour she's woman of
0: the year she's always woman of the hour um <laughs> she's always. she's but so we're absolutely thrilled she's going to stay with the lionesses that means she'll be there for what another euro's another world cup 2025
1: 20, euro's
0: another world cup and is there another world cup yeah It will be another World Cup. 2027
1: is the next World Cup,
0: yeah. Yeah. So she'll probably be there for another World Cup. Um, For clarification, Serena Viegman has won won the FIFA Best Women's Coach for the fourth time in a row.
1: Did I get it right, the years?
0: I don't know. I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I don't
1: know. It's It's 2017, 2020, 2022, 2023. I promise you. I promise it's definitely twenty seventeen because <laughs> the Netherlands won Euros. Obviously twenty twenty two because that's when England won the Euros. Yeah. and then obviously that one. I promise you, it's twenty twenty. I got it right. Okay,
0: okay, All right. I trust you. I trust you. I promise. Um, um, <laughs> the FIFA best eleven for the women's was lioness heavy, which I think was obviously it was eight. Eight of them, I think it was eight out of the eleven. I think. Um. I think I can name them all. Go on then. Yeah, go on. No,
1: I can name all the lionesses. I can name all the lionesses. Maybe not the other ones. I think I
0: can name the others. So you name <laughs> the lionesses. Go on. Okay,
1: all right, all right. All right, we've got Mary ups
0: Yep, obviously.
1: Lucy Bronze, Kira mm-hmm. Welsh, Alex mm-hmm. Greenwood, Alessia Russo, Ella Toon, Lauren James. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's someone else.
0: Who else is there? Don't
1: tell me. Don't not tell me. Is there someone else? Am I forgetting someone? Maybe there's not someone else.
0: No, you're not forgetting anyone. You've Maybe got there's them all. You've so, got there's only them all. Seven. so
1: there's only there's
0: seven. There's only seven. Are you going to try and name the other ones or should I? Um, Born Matty. Yeah. And then... oh uh, Bon Matty, Alex Morgan, Sam Kerr, and Olga Carmona, I think? Yeah.
1: Sam Kerr. Sam, Sam Kerr? Sam Kerr was in the number 11? Yeah, Sam
0: Kerr And Alex Morgan? Oh, yes, wow. Jessica. Of course Sam Kerr I don't, know it. I
1: I don't know. I thought the rest of them were Spanish. I don't know why. No,
0: because that's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think people were, before we got into this whole guessing game, I think people were very shocked by the fact that only two of them were Spanish. And obviously, like, we absolutely thrilled for all the Lionesses. And I think they definitely deserved to be in there. There were so many amazing players that could have made up that FIFA 11. But I think people were, yeah, they were shocked that Spain won the World Cup. And obviously, I know it's not just about, it's not just about that, but yeah the fact that there weren't more Spanish players in there I think were surprising um was surprising, but very happy for all of them and you know massive congratulations um any thoughts on the eleven anyone you thought maybe should have been in there that wasn't
1: um. um I feel like not to add any more lightnesses on there, but I
0: will <laughs> <I> anyway. <mean>.
1: <laughs> I feel like Georgia Stanway, maybe.
0: Mm, maybe, yes. Yeah.
1: Maybe, but then also the other players are maybe a bit more technical than her. Yeah. So maybe that's why other people may have for her, but. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I literally I... can't even remember anyone else.
0: I think. That really think now. I was. Surprised, maybe that um, because obviously you have the three people who are nominated for the FIFA best like women's award. I think what surprised me was that only Bonatti was in the world eleven out of the three that were nominated. Um, yeah, that I yeah, I think that that kind of surprised me slightly, um, but. Congratulations, yeah. As I said, kind of congratulations to all of them. All very, I think, all the people that were nominated deserve to win. I I definitely think that the overall, like, the FIFA Best Award, it was right that it went to Bomato, because you think she's, Mm -hmm. as many people are saying, she's essentially completed football in the year. She won the (laughs) Spanish League, she won the champions league she won the world cup she won the ballon d'or yeah it i think it would have been wrong for it to go to anyone but her um um speaking of the lionesses they've announced that because obviously we haven't made it into the olympics which is very upsetting and i actually i struggle i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk too deep into that i'm not
1: I think about it every day and I mourn it and I grieve it and <laughs> go through the still five stages of grief. Honestly, every single hour of every single day.
0: <laughs> they've said that there's going to be an international break during February. And at the end of February. At the end of at February. End of February. We haven't got any any dates for any matches for that yet. Wait. But they have said that they're, they've organised a few international like, overseas matches. So you wonder if maybe we'll see them go and play the US national team or things like that. You you wonder if maybe that's a couple of the international matches they've got because you have to think that a lot of the other international teams that are are still in the process for qualifying for the Olympics. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what those overseas matches are and whether mm-hmm. they're going to be playing any other ones actually in the UK? I
1: hope so. I hope they are too. I want to go watch I them. know, I
0: want to go and watch them.
1: Seeing them once was not enough. I need to see it again. We've got Leah Williamson, our England captain, um, who has still, hopefully by when this podcast has released, maybe she would have on the Wednesday game, but she still has not returned, which I feel like a lot of, the fan base was maybe expecting her to come back a bit earlier, maybe?
0: Yeah, I think they were. I think because it was said before that she'll be coming back after Christmas, I think that a lot of fans got it in their head that that would mean that she'd come back straight after Christmas. I mean, us included. Like, yeah. I think we thought she'd be back sooner than she is. But I do think it's it was kind of unfair for everyone to put that pressure on her to think, oh, she's coming back like first WSL game back after Christmas when an ACL injury is something that's so kind of, there's no, really there's no time like constraints for it. It's a case of looking at the players and seeing whether they're ready or not. And I think as a fan base, obviously everyone's kind of like most people in the, women's football fan base are very kind of like welcoming and respectful of the players. But when it comes to returning from injury, I think we've particularly seen with Viviana Medema that people are actually putting so much pressure on them to come back and be exactly how they were before the injury. And that's just it's not realistic, is it? Yeah. They haven't played for yeah. almost a year. That shouldn't be something that we exactly, expect from yeah.
1: them. I do feel like everyone does expect them to just come back straight away after Mm. a year out and then just play normal when they don't understand the mentality that goes behind Mm. what they have dealt with and obviously us non-football players don't experience that and obviously having such a huge fan base that they might be getting comments and People might have commented on their Instagram posts or just talking about it and then they might get hurt about it and maybe don't feel that confident coming back to football straight away after they have not fully recovered but partly recovered.
0: Yeah, so I think that is kind of something that needs to change slightly. Leah Williamson, she'll come back when it's okay for her to come back. Obviously, we want them back healthy and on the pitch and playing it's much better for someone to come back later than people expected or people wanted, but to be fit and healthy and ready to play.
1: Because obviously we've only seen a tiny bit of the insight of her recovery. Mm. And obviously all the other ACL people, we've only seen a bit of their insight. We haven't seen their whole step-out recovery. We don't know what they've been behind. We don't know if they've had it so much more worse than someone else. That. If they do come back and they probably play five minutes on their first game, that's all right. They can't expect, fans can't expect them to come back and play the first 90 minutes straight away, which obviously Beth Mead, she's only just started playing for 90 minutes again.
0: It needs to be much more of a thing of when they're ready, we celebrate them coming back as opposed to pressurising them to come back. Um, On the subject of Leah Williamson, she recently did an interview with, was it the, guardian no it was with some newspaper in that interview she talked a bit about packed schedule that the women's football players have and how they don't really have time for a break um yeah I think this was definitely something that was briefly talked about after the world cup and how players who had got to the later stages in the World Cup were returning and suddenly almost within a week were playing for club. I've got the article up here and she says that um, she was upset for her teammates that they missed out on kind of qualifying for the Olympics but that another thought came to her mind she said it's horrendous that one of the first things that popped into my head about the Olympics was at least they'll all get another two or three years on their career now because they'll get a summer off everyone needs a rest and now they'll get one how horrendous is that and then I found out that you don't actually get a rest because we have camp anyway in July I just think it's ludicrous and it happens in men's football too yeah I think it's not just a thing that's in women's football I think it's talked a lot about in men's football as well that kind of back to the expectations of them that they are all normal human beings like us everyone needs a break and obviously they need to fit international stuff into the kind of year but they barely get breaks
1: no yeah exactly and it's like with with weeks as well when they are training like I don't know how long they do train for every day I think it's like from like 11 until three four in the afternoon day by day like Monday till Friday and then on the weekends they have a game and then maybe the next day if they have a game on Saturday the next day they just chill on the Sunday and it's like a seven day week and they only get one day rest obviously we do want them training we do want them being amazing for when they are playing a game but they do deserve to have that break and they do deserve to take a minute, calm down, maybe recover from the game the day before, maybe recover from the like the summer that they just had. If it was the Euros, the World Cup, Olympics, like they need that time to just chill, sit down, have a minute, instead of just going straight back out, oh, one day, back at it again. Yeah. It is something that needs to be talked about and maybe dealt with, mm. hopefully for future
0: yeah I they think you
1: get that bit of a break.
0: yeah, I think a lot of the things that you, you hear, particularly women's footballers talking about how they want to speak out and change these things, not necessarily for themselves but mm-hmm. for the future generations. They're coming through the kind of the years of the and the kind of camps and football and things, because it's not sustainable really to have players playing all the time it's just going to cause kind of tiredness within the players more injuries all those sorts of things which obviously isn't what we want we want players to play no. for as long as they can as long as they like are healthy too. and I think it was her speaking about that in that interview definitely brought it back to the forefront of a lot of conversations which was really good and I think a really positive way for her to use that interview
1: and then leading on from that interview with Leah Williamson we've got the Frank Kirby body image interview which we've got a couple of things that she did say um one being she said a lot of people see athletes as robots I'm like, I'm disgusted and disappointed that people see them as that. As someone who loves women's football, I could never, ever, ever, ever see any of them as not a human being.
0: Yeah, I think that like this was definitely another important conversation that needed to be had because for anyone, not even just in the world of sport, but in any, any person who's in a kind of public space where they're seen by the public, are probably most people get would get hate comments which is a horrible thing to happen and I think that obviously Frank Kirby was injured for a while and she particularly speaks about that and she says that um coming back from an injury you're not going to be in the best shape of your life and I think kind of that goes back to what we were saying about the ACL people that you, people need to be more understanding and more empathetic with players coming back from injury and how they've been out for a long time. They're not going to be the fittest they have ever been because they haven't been playing football consistently or any other sport like they have been for their whole career. It's good that she's drawing awareness to it.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah yeah I totally agree and obviously with her injury I think she was how long was she out I think it was like I don't know I think it was
0: like four or five months maybe? yeah I think it was something like that
1: and obviously that's yes not the same as an ACL like obviously they've got nine months to a year but it's still an injury it's still something that yeah. impacts her physically and mentally and yeah. then coming back I'm pretty sure when she came back um i think it was even like a week or maybe a couple weeks there was an england camp and obviously that was the first time she got called up since having an injury that people were maybe expecting her to play exceptional for england straight away as she hadn't played for them for a Mm. few months which isn't ideal it isn't great that people think that she should be coming back strong Mm. like amazing straight away we just wanted to be back healthy like If she didn't play one game for that camp, like as long as she's back at England enjoying what she's doing, then that, as me, that's all I really care about.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think that body image is something that a lot of people struggle with, and her being a kind of someone who's a public figure, it's really good that she's felt that she can kind of address how she felt and people will see this and they'll think actually I relate with that I think it's just really good that she has kind of spoken out about it because a lot of players don't and that's understandable because like it's not a nice thing to really kind of talk about but yeah I think it was really kind of like brave of her to kind of address her emotions and things like that we spoke last week about Sam Kerr being out with an ACL injury. Um, on from her injury, obviously, she's not playing, but um, Chelsea have announced that her contract has been extended for, is it a year? Um, because her contract's supposed to run out in the summer. Um, and I think they said that her contract's been extended for a year with the possibility to extend it further. Um later down the line because obviously she's going to need the time to to get better we'll go with that (laughs) and I think
1: with obviously she's been with Chelsea for a while and she's maybe had a couple of minor injuries here and there and knowing that she is going to be going through this ACL she's got a team that she's been with for years that she can trust that she's got great trainers who can help her get back up to her feet, which obviously is amazing because, like, if she just did an ACL and signed for someone else, she she doesn't know what to expect because she's just going through an ACL and she's got to go through that experience with other trainers. So it must be difficult. But knowing that she is with people who she has experienced it with before.
0: Yeah, it probably... Just to make her feel more kind of secure in absolutely where she's at. Because regardless of whether she wanted to stay at Chelsea in the summer or not, she is now going to have the time and the ability to just focus on her recovery and only her recovery. On a more,
1: not sadder, but a bit quite annoying and serious and disappointing topic at the Arsenal versus Watford game last weekend. Mm -hmm. um, There was footage of a man taking pictures of Katie McCabe doing a corner and obviously leaning over, sorting out the ball, you know, doing her
0: job. Her job, her literal job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Her literal job, and there is a man taking pictures of her, which is just completely disgusting. And I'm appalled and shocked that there mm. are fans that are going to a place where I love, where yeah. players love to play every not every day, but like most weekends. And there are people there, like doing things that none of us love to see. And it was shocking and it was upsetting. But hopefully we can carry on from that and.
0: Yeah, I think that. Not let him. It's really, it's a really disappointing thing to see in the fact that there were so many people who would have loved to have been in this game. And. Yeah. Then there are people. Like the person who had taken photos, who were there doing things like that, and i I just think that it's not okay, really, no, obviously it's
1: not right, you don't deserve to be there,
0: no, obviously, there is definitely a problem in both the men and the women's game of fans like sexualizing the players. So we're we're in no way saying that this is just a problem in the women's game. But I think this particular example, the fact that it was also so obvious on the recording and you just think that in any other job, this would not be allowed. This would be completely outrageous. And just because their job is something that is is something that fans go and watch doesn't mean you are in purchasing your ticket does not mean that you in any way have right to objectify the players yeah that seems like quite a serious note to end on but we I have know. run out of time um hopefully the next episode won't end on such a serious note but yeah we hope you have all enjoyed this week's episode if you enjoyed it please give us a follow on wherever you get your podcast, and also instagram yeah and also follow us on our socials which will be in the description below yeah and if you have any feedback or anything you think that we've missed and you want us to cover or yeah any questions you might have please send them over to us you can Um, send us a DM on Instagram or on TikTok and we should reply.
1: We'd really appreciate
0: it if
1: you would let other people know that we are out here. We want other people to learn about women's football. We want other people to become interested and become fans themselves. It was fun as
0: always. Yeah, a bit of a chaotic episode today, everyone. Very sorry. Um... that's we are a bit chaotic anyway so it's
1: Sunday night and half past
0: nine (laughs) um but yeah just thank you so much for listening hope you have an amazing day whatever from when you've listened to this yeah we have been gossip girls i'm amelia and i'm jess thank you bye everyone